Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, analysis of the grieving process, many spoilers, porpoises, various inflatable items, and debate. Listener discretion is advised. Spyrokin Mini Movie Review slash Spyrokin Mini Anime Review. Ride your wave. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the Sparkin Mini Movie Review and the Sparkin Anime Review. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, what's up? Hey, I'm Greta. Yes, we're back again to talk about something really cool, and since this is a mixture of the two, this is a new anime that came out that was we saw in the theater, so we're not going to go too spoilery in it because it's brand new, but it's kind of cool. Hope you guys enjoyed, and remember you can check out any of our other anime reviews, movie reviews, game reviews, manga reviews at www.spirekin.com Also on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, Apple iTunes, Stitcher, and various other social media sites. Just like look up Spirekin, like, subscribe, let us know what you think, and let's get to it, shall we? Because this is a film which I've heard a little bit about, but not too much. And this is a film that was that was just released this Thursday, uh, the 19th. We saw it in theaters. It came out a couple. Came out last year, but it's a film that's one of a kind. And so, what is the name of this film? It's Kimito Nami ni Noritara, or as we got it, Ride Your Wave, directed by Masaki Yuasa and written by Reiko Yoshida. This is a film that has that. Uh, Masaki Uwasa weirdness. Now, if you don't know, Masaki Uwasa is the guy that made Keep Your Hands Off Isaacen, also made The Night Is Short Walk On Girl, Lou Over the Water, Tatami Galaxy, and various other really... Um, how would you describe those films? Are they trippy? There is a... Yeah, maybe trippy is a good way. There's always a strange element. Something's off in the films. Uh, There's something like, not mystical, but magical about it. For example, Tatami Galaxy, it's all about that there is, every episode, it's the, the, the apartment is essentially a Groundhog's Day situation. It's, you're going into different universes, seeing what would have happened if this changed or that changed. You have, in lieu over the, Wall, it's about a mermaid shows up because she likes music. And stuff happens there. The night is short, walk on girl. A girl experiences four seasons over one night and all the insane things that happen. And in this one, it's more of a grounded story, but there's a one weird element that makes it unique to it. And how to describe it. So, Ride Your Wave is a story of a young girl named... Hinako Mukamizu. And she is a 19-year-old girl, just moved into an apartment in her old town. So she moved away. She's now an adult, and she's going to college in her old town. And she's going there because she is a surfer. She loves riding the waves. And and she loved riding the waves there when she when they originally lived there. Um... And she loves the area because she loves the water. Mm-hmm. Now, after an incident involving some knuckleheads in the the building next to her apartment, there's a fire, and she's rescued by a firefighter named Minato Hinagishi, and they end up in a relationship. It's like a super long, really cute, awesome relationship that if any other film, this would be the relationship that 
would last the ages. However, something happens and Minato dies. And now Hinako is dealing with the loss of essentially the love of her life. And for some reason, she is now seeing him everywhere in water. Yeah, this movie is all about grief. Grieving. It's about Hinako coming to terms with the loss of the love of her life in a very magical way. It's trippy, it's weird, and it's a visually stunning film. I haven't seen one of these films lately without crying. And I don't want to be the girl that always cries in a movie, but these, like, going through... um, all of the grieving it's done in such a way where it's not sad you're not sad the whole time there's sad things to it but it's a fun movie i highly was entertained and enjoyed myself and she's a surfer and there's a lot of surfing a lot of water um you know there's firefighters so there's the water with the you know, when they're practicing with the hoses, there's water in the ocean, there's there's a lot of water in this film, and it's animated so beautifully. There's a coffee house where they use the water to make drip coffee, and the coffee looks amazing. And they bring up the whole concept of drip coffee, which if I had not watched Tokyo Ghoul or read about it in various other manga, I wouldn't know the whole thing of it blooms if it's the perfect type of coffee. So that was kind of cool. But especially, you know, like being from Hawaii, like all of those surfing pieces, they got so much of it so perfect. And after the film's done, because this was released by G-Kids, they have an interview with um, uh, Masaki Iwasa's assistant. Which is so cute because she's speaking English in it, but they still have the subtitles on. Because she's missing certain pronouns, which is kind of cool. But she explains that when they were shooting the film... uh, Yuasa and a bunch of the other producers, they went to a surfing school to learn how to surf so they could get the whole dynamics right. And Because the opening sequence is once they start dating, it's uh, Hinako teaching Minato how to surf. And it's that typical, okay, you could do this, splat. You could do this, splat. Okay, paddle forward, splat. But that's kind of how learning how to surf goes. And from here, it just goes further on into... It, it it shows them uh, them developing a relationship in that early scene. It's so realistic that it works, and it's so bittersweet. Um, now, there's one song that perpetuates the entire movie. It's the kind of linchpin of the film. It's called "Brand New Day," and it's a great song. However, during the dating sequence, you actually have uh, Minato and Hidako singing it. In the background. So they're like doing like karaoke. It sounds like, and you hear them like goofing off in the background, like they're laughing. <laughs> Almost like it's their own personal theme song. And that's one of the most endearing scenes is because you see them doing all the things that they love doing and they're singing. It's They're like almost in a karaoke bar singing and you're just watching them having the memories. And then after Minato passes away, that song takes a very different meaning to it. I don't want to spoil anything, so I don't want to give too we're much away. We're not going to spoil anything, but uh, as a friend of ours who watched it with us said, only Misaki Uasa could take the whole five steps of grieving and make it into a fun movie. 
Yeah. He's the only one that could do that. So, I don't think we're going to spoil any more about the plot itself, but the visuals are amazing, and some of the scenes are photorealistic. There is a scene where our two main characters are sitting camping, which is weird, but they're camping in the middle of snow, and every so often as they're talking, it zooms over to to like the side of a car window, and you see snowflakes landing on it and it's the crystals straight up crystals landing and piling on each other and it looks really dynamic also the final set piece which we're not going to explain because uh even the person who uh created it when she said i had to see it if you explained it it makes no sense but that final set piece is visually stunning and it's done in such a way where you're like hey how the hell did they do that and you see how it could not have been done in live action because there's so many scenes of this film that could not have been done in live action. There's no way it could have been done in live action. But what I liked, without spoiling anything, what I liked is that the characters even, like, the one firefighter guy says it out loud. And he goes, can't believe it, but that's what I'm seeing. Like, <laughs> like they realize, like, mm, this is not, this is bizarre, but that's what happened. Like, ta-da. Now, one thing that some people agree with me, some people don't agree with me, is that at the end of the film... You do have a bit of catharsis in the, uh, you have, if the film is representing the, the stages of grief, at one point before the climax, you should have had acceptance, the last part. However, there's one moment which kind of goes back to the first stage. And this is where I disagree with you. And hits you in the, it, it punches you in the gut at that point because it's like, you, you feel, on the one hand, it feels like it shouldn't be there. Like, this, you shouldn't have this, but on the other hand, it's cathartic and needs to happen, so. But my feeling on that is, and this is not spoiling anything, but there's a lot of surfing in this movie, and grief comes in waves. And even after you've accepted it, it can, you, there's still that one last rogue wave that comes and crashes over you, and you're just flooded with that, just sorrow and sadness, and, and even um, it's even when the hurt is still there, there's going to be things that happen in everyday life that just kind of remind you of that person and you're going to get sad. And I think she's still really young. I think it's she's gone through all of the grief and that last like gut punch, like just totally like, oh, yeah, it's going to be a full year of things that are going to trigger this. And even if you've accepted it and you're moving on with your life, you're going to have those moments where that wave of emotion crashes over you and you're going to be sad. But that's the whole purpose of the movie is it goes in waves and everything is about waves. And it's like, you know, in life you have to ride the rogue waves and some waves are the waves that you just take. And that's what the whole premise of it is. And I do like that they hammer that in a little bit. I cried a lot during this movie. Now, compared to the other film we saw, because this is actually the third animated film we saw this year, and I gotta say that out of the three, the first one was with firefighters. The <laughs> second one was about rain. This one is about water and firefighters. So it's like. But to animate water, they're, each one is very different. Each one is very, very different. And, you know, we saw this with a friend, and I think we all have different ideas of where this fell on our favorite score. This is one of my favorites. So you like this better than Weathering With You? Oh, you know, it's, it's, 
there are some moments where I'm like, I like it better than weathering with you. And some moments where I like weathering with you better than this. And it's, it's so, so close for me personally. I like it better than weathering with you only because there's so much surfing, so much water and so much coffee in this that it feels like it was personally like, Hey Greta, here's a coffee beach moment for you. I can see that and I can respect that. In my opinion, this film, I think as a, as an animated film compared to Weathering With You, it's, well, one, it's an animal of a different color. It's totally like there are so many differences. Like the way they animate water is very different. It's very um, Roombus shaped. Like I say, it's, it's very like jello shaped at times. Unlike Weathering With You, which was hyper realistic and. The scenes were like absurdly crazy. It reminded me a little of uh, you Ponyo. Or... With you was really hyper realistic with the sunshine girl and the no the the scenes of the rain. Oh, okay, uh, the okay, rain okay. like there's like the scenes of the snow and some of the rain are beautiful in this and the what the way the waves act like just some of the weirder scenes. It just the water worked very differently in this film. However, this one. That's the only mythical thing is something which you could even, which up until the last scene you could say is someone having a psychotic break. And then it just says, you know what, no, we're going to just do this instead. So, cause it, did it happen? Did it really not happen? We don't know. It's, uh, it's, it did happen. This makes it that it did happen. And, and all the characters, we didn't, we didn't talk about a lot of the other characters because the main characters are. Hinako and Minato. Those are the two that you focus on. The other two that do kind of show up are Hinato's younger or uh, Minato's younger sister Yoko, who is a little sister who is a little sister. She's a bitchy little sister. She's outspoken. Hates her brother's Una- choice in women. Not necessarily. I think she's outspoken, unapologetic, and. She doesn't, she's so young, she doesn't know to shut her mouth. Okay, I could see that. Yeah. And then there's Wasabi, who is uh, Minato's friend, who's a firefighter, who wants to be a firefighter, but he's not as good as Minato. Like, he's unsure of himself, and he's trying to find his place in the world, and he's also, he has his own subplot of what he goes through, and just, it's... It's an awesome movie. It's a great film. It's one I highly recommend watching in theaters. It's really good. I think we're going to have to watch it again. I think this is a film that you'd own. This is yeah. honestly a... This is a really, really, really fucking cool... You own this one. This is like The Night is Short, Walk on Girl. This is one of those films that you can actually... Even with the dub, this is a film that you could show non-anime fans, and I think they would appreciate it. Like your name works a. L- I would I would caution what's going on with somebody's life. Like if somebody just had a major loss, I don't think it's their intro into. No. Hey, watch this movie. Exactly. Exactly. Like, it is definitely hardcore about grief. Yeah, and the way they do it is it's not sugar punched. It's not sugar coated. It's. I thought it was a very tasteful way, but it is in your face. Like boom, deal with it. I mean, this is not like Barefoot Gen level of you watch a little girl disintegrate in front of you because the A-bomb went off. It's not that. It's 
how it happens is taste. It's not tasteful. It's 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 it's, it's horrific, and it it does bring up the fact of how mortality works and how no matter what. Uh, but it's a it's a at the when same time's time, done, you're done. But at the same time, it's truly a love story. She had her major love of her life. And it's sad. Now, if you watch a trailer, you're going to see weird things involving porpoises. And you're like, what the hell is that about? Well, it will make sense. It will make sense. I guarantee you. It will make sense. The porpoise thing, I was like, what the hell is that about? And I'm like, okay, that's what it is. Which is funny because I never questioned it. In the trailer, when you first see it, before I knew anything about it, I was like, what the hell is the deal with the porpoise? Is it it water? Is it something else? We don't know. It just was very weird. Again, I never questioned it. (sighs) I just... Once once it came in, you're like, aha, it makes sense. Then you're like, okay. All right, I, I get this. I, I tap in and get this, and it makes sense. It's not. So much more I want to say about it. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything. I think this is something that everyone should see. Yes. Now the next film that is coming out in theaters after this, it, for anime fans, is Children of the Sea. Now that film, I don't know if I'm gonna. If I want to do three. Ocean movies in a row for anime. We'll see. You may watch something else. I don't know. There's got to be something else out. Maybe I'll try to figure out how to watch the Doraemon movie. But I mean, like, Ocean, like, if you think about it, Japan is an island. It's a very big island, but it's an island. So it makes sense that there's a lot of That's true, but this, water year, but this year is just ocean movie, ocean movie, ocean movie. I mean, yes, you had Premiere last year. Yes, you had... Um, ReZero last year. You had Madoka last year. I just I want something else. I mean, we're supposed to get Demon Slayer in theaters. I want to see Demon Slayer in theaters. That I want to see. Oh, 100%. Because they left at a really crucial point. They, they left at the beginning of the train, the Demon Train saga, which is one of the cooler and weirder... Um... I'm not disagreeing. I had 100%, yes. I'm just kind of... And also the My Hero Academia movie is coming out at the end of the month. I forgot. There is that one. The My Hero Academia 2. it's not all about water. My Hero Academia it's about froppy, though. So that is water, because it's froppy. I want it to be summer so that we can go have coffee on the beach. Yes. Anyway, um, so let us know what you guys think. Email us, uh, spyrokin at gmail.com or zanspyrokin.com. Do you think that this film uh, handled grief well? That's a random question of the, the day. Also... Where do you put this on the echelon of the uh, Masako Yuasa films? I put this kind of in the middle. I think that this is better than Lulu. I don't think it's better than Night is Short. I think Night is Short is the better of the of the, of the three. And then this one's... Yeah. And Mind Game... Yeah, Mind Game, I just leave that off of the table. Because that's just... Uh, yeah. Anyway, let us know what you guys think. You can... So, with that in mind, for the Spyrokin motion picture review, mini movie review, slash anime review, I'm Zan. I'm Greta. We're Gonsville. We'll catch you guys next time. See
きとして運命は試すような道を指して僕らは立ち尽くすだけでもその痛み乗り越えたなら雑来目を開けたその瞬間始まるよブランニューストーリーその足が踏み出す一歩で君の道を開いていこう約束の場所に「約束